Coming up, we talk about free dining and incredible Disney World room discounts for September. Universal officially announces the new Wizarding World of Harry Potter expansion. We'll have what I'm sure will be a lovely discussion about gay days. And apparently some rich parents are hiring physically disabled people to tour the parks with them in order to have shorter wait times in line. All that, plus Kevin's dining review of Ohana, coming up next on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 607 for the week of May 14th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan every aspect of your Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, welcome everybody to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. I'm Dustin West, and I'm your host for this week. I am joined at the table this week by uh, my good friends John Magi. Hi. <laughs> Kevin Close. Kathy Whirling. Hi. Corey Martin. And, <laughs> and back in the production nook, of course, we have our associate producers, Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. Okay. Well. Are you guys are you happy because you're associate producers now? Yeah, and we yeah. get to move around. We're not so crowded with uh, Dustin back here. I think yeah. that doesn't mean more money. No, it doesn't. Oh. It's just, <laughs> just a different title. Yeah. I mean, Sean, we usually put up on, on your lower third that you're the uh, was it, assistant webmaster. But for the show capacity, I mean, you do so much with the show. I you know, you're an associate producer. Do I get new business cards? If you want. I, I guess you talk to Kathleen, I guess. Yeah, your new cards say Princess of Genovia. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually more exciting. <laughs> Who is this? I don't know. Oh, man. Well, uh, again, I'm Dustin West, and I am, I'm filling in for uh, Pete Werner as host this week. I uh, just wanted to give me a chance to host. Um, he, I think he's back there watching us right now. Um, Nothing creepy about that. Huh, maybe he'll, I, I don't know chime in or something i have no idea but I'm, I'm just really happy to have this chance to finally host again i haven't hosted since uh we were on the podcast cruise 4.0 so it's been a while now that we're doing video it's fun um so uh i guess we're gonna move right along to housekeeping um i have a few things uh next week we are not going to be doing our regular show here in the studio at 1 p.m we have a very special live show recorded in Alani, Hawaii, at Disney's Alani Resort, and that is May 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, that's going to kick off our Disney Beyond the Parks coverage. We're going to be going to Hawaii, Alani, we're going to do the Alaska Cruise on the Disney Wonder, and then we're doing the Backstage Magic out in California. So for uh, four solid straight, uh, straight weeks with the show, we're going to be doing different shows on location. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I know you guys can follow us. Uh, we have a special page set up. How, how can they follow us? During- we'll have it in the show notes. Have it in the show notes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Princess of Genovia will put it up. <laughs> I will. Um, we're actually going to do something similar to what we did when we went to Disneyland. And uh, we'll do um, Instagram photos, tweets, all, all kinds of check-in stuff. And so there will be a designated page where you can go tune into all of that and follow us along. So it'll be exciting because it'll be such a long trip. So you'll probably get tired of us by the end of it. But Follow Sean through 4,000 meals. <laughs> yeah, as I check in right. at every single one of them. He's going <laughs> to Instagram every single thing that he eats. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm going to be doing the same thing, too. But we're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, over the next few weeks. This is our last show, like I said, uh, before we hit the road. And uh, we actually have uh, some other things coming up while we're away. That's going to be the the kickoff of our uh, seven resorts in seven days, part two, um, along with the Alani live show that is at uh, 8 p.m. on May 21st. We start our very first seven and seven show, uh, starting with the art of, oh, I can't. Give it away. Well, I already did. Well, you did. The art of uh, art of. Oh, we're not going to tell them the rest. Polynesian <laughs> art of contemporary. We're not going to tell them the rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that'll be our first one, and uh, that's that's going to kick it off. And then every week after that, we're going to have a couple more uh, going up. Yeah, we're going to do something different with that. Instead of trying to cram all seven resorts in one show, we're going to do one show for each resort to I mean, give us a, a good little idea. bit more yeah. uh, time to talk. Talk about it. Spread it out. Yeah, instead of having that one long segment. We're going to end it with the art of the Econo Lodge on 192. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I 
I don't know if I was not supposed to spoil that or not, but oops, sorry. Um, so yeah, that kicks off our, our seven and seven along with the Alani live show. You guys are definitely going to want to check that out. Um, I'm going to have to go to bed early and then get up to watch it because that's getting to be like bedtime. Yeah, at, at 8 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're already in REM. Prime time. Yes. <laughs> Prime time is bedtime for Kathy. Yes. Yeah, she hasn't. She can't keep track of all the the shows no. after 8 p.m. That's sad. Um, one other thing in housekeeping that we do have, we have the uh, New England meet, uh, New England Diz meet. It's going to be in uh, Lemonster, Massachusetts, and that is uh, June 28th through the 30th uh, this year. Um, again, in Lemonster, Massachusetts. We had a great time last year when it was uh, outside of Springfield in that area, and now they've, they've changed the area a little bit, but uh, got that meet coming up again. I, uh, you know, I think pretty much everybody's coming. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes, yeah. but... I'm excited for that. We had a blast last time. So looking forward to the New England Diz meet. I know those guys are doing a lot of work for that. So uh, anybody else have any housekeeping? Anything you want to bring up? No. Nope. My house is clean. Your house is clean. Okay. Well, I guess we can move right along to the news. All right. Our first news story. Free dining and up to 30% off rooms at Walt Disney World this September. Last week, Disney officially announced... Information and details for September 2013 free dining and room discount for the Walt Disney Resort Resort in Florida. Guests who book a Walt Disney World vacation package between uh, September 2nd and September 25th, 2013, that includes a minimum three-night stay at a Walt Disney World Resort and minimum two-day base park ticket will receive the dining plan for free. If you book a Disney Value Resort, you'll get the quick service dining for free. And those who book a Disney Moderate, Deluxe, or Deluxe Village Resort will get the regular dining for free. Uh, The discount uh, must be booked by July 31st, 2013. There's blackout dates and some of the usual restrictions. In addition to that, Disney also announced a room-only discount with savings of up to 30% off the regular rack rate of a resort room between August for stays between August 15th and September 28th, 2013. And the amount of the discount for that is based on the type of resort you book. Again, must be booked by July 31st, 2013, and there are certain restrictions that apply. A um, couple surprising things about this it's a very tight window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first time they've done it for less than a month at any given time. But I do want to give a shout out to our Dreams Unlimited travel agents who saved our clients almost $60,000. Holy moly. Big, big shout out to one agent in particular, Beth Zada. She saved her clients alone $28,000. Wow. <laughs> pretty, pretty impressive. So great job, Beth. Yeah. And there's some significant savings with this when you take out free dining. And I would per- say that Art of Animation is not included in the Little Mermaid rooms are not included in this special. Just the family suite. Part of the the exclusions are campsites, three-bedroom villas, and Art of Animation Little Mermaid standard rooms. Yes. So, again, you can't get it everywhere, but sometimes you might think about moving to a different resort. Mm -hmm. It might be worth it just to get the free dining. This 30% off discount is something they're always running, though. It seems like it's been... You know, every every time one's getting ready to end, they'll start another one. Or sometimes it'll go up to thirty five percent, thirty percent. But it seems like this seems is like there's always been a room discount yeah. this mm-hmm. year for some period of time. Yeah, there has been. It's interesting because they just had record sales. Mm-hmm. They just broke all sorts of records with their their sales this year at the Walt Disney World Resort. So who knows? So obviously these. these probably won't be for travel dates alongside free di- uh, free dining. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both promotions run about the same time. The 30% off the rooms starts August 15th okay. and runs through September 28th, while free dining only runs September 2nd through September 25th. Okay, gotcha. So there's some overlap there. Very cool. For sure. All right. Our next news story. Universal Orlando officially announces Harry Potter expansion. <laughs> Even though construction has been happening for months and rumors have been running rampant for even longer, Universal Orlando has officially announced the expansion to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter coming in 2014. Fans of the movies will be happy to hear that the expansion isn't simply an expansion of this existing area in Islands of Adventure, but instead the addition of a brand new land in Universal Studios Park. This expansion called Diagon Avenue? Diagon Alley. 
Diagon Alley, yeah. will be accessible by the Hogwarts Express, a train that will carry passengers back and forth between the existing and new lands, just like in the popular book and film franchise. Now, this is what I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. It will be built on what was the Jaws ride in Universal Studios Florida Park, which is actually next to Islands of Adventure, where Hogwarts and Hogmeads are located. Right. It's like those two back corners of the mm-hmm. parks touch. Meet each other. I yeah. didn't realize that. They That's... actually don't. Really? It's not that close? No, it's not close at all. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the oh. way you read it made it sound like they were close enough to each other. No, they're they're not even close at all. Like I mean, the story. Are you just going to keep up. saying that over and over? Again? <laughs> You're completely wrong. That's not how you argue a point. <laughs> I don't know the exact distance, but it's how many it's paces? Far. It's I mean, like three hundred paces. <laughs> it's a piece. Um, Greg disagrees with you. He does. Greg. I'm okay oh, with Greg. That. We'll, we'll I don't dole know after answer. the show. Huh. I, I don't the know the answer. But what I'm curious about is now we joked about this. Is the train going to run like near Dr. Phillips High School? I mean, is it going to be underground or elevated? I heard some interesting things about the train. I forget where I heard it or if it was even in the article that the windows on the train will have like some sort of special effects as you're going. Oh, I saw that somewhere too. Oh, kind of like secret porthole rooms on the... The cruise, maybe be, it'll be movies going, so you can't see the actual. It'll, it'll give some sort of effect. I don't know. Maybe it'll look like you're going faster than you're really going. I have no idea. But that would be. I awesome. wonder if this means. So you're you going could to have go to next to Dr. Hopper. Phillips High School, and you would never know it. Do you think you know you're going to have to have a park hopper to see both parks? I think well, you're probably going to have to do the, the standard yeah. ticket will be for both parks. That that's been the discussion ever since this has even been announced, and they knew there was going to be a train. Was you know what are the logistics of that? Do, I mean, is it kind of like Disneyland when you're in downtown Disney and have to get on the monorail, show your park ticket before you get on the train itself? We don't know what the logistics are going to be yet, but something like that. I would imagine they're somehow going to include increase the price. And make it one one ticket. Well, just from looking at it, like Greg you can with you, you can see the train. <laughs> you can see the train from standing in the park. Um, the train tracks. Um, it's nothing that you have to be backstage to see. You can physically see it if you're looking hard enough. If you're in the right places, it's not very long. So it, there's no way it can be a very long ride unless the train's going to be moving incredibly slow. And they have to do two park passes. I mean, it just. It doesn't make sense to do it any other do you way. Think that the, do you think the train is actually going to f- go inside the park where other people can see it traveling? Or do you think it's going to be hidden to the general public? I have no idea. It's probably going to be hidden, but at the same time, the, it's the Hogwarts Express. You want to see it. The like, good thing is that it it's not necessarily transportation. It's more of an attraction right. than yeah. anything. Unlike uh, my uh, head immediately goes to Rafiki's planet watch where the only option you have is to get on that train. It is transportation out there and you're stuck there. If you can't take it, mm-hmm. you know, if you do this, you can either go through the universal gate or you can go through the islands gate and it, you can get there either way. This is just like a bonus featured attraction. When I had first read that the lands were close together, which apparently is not true. <laughs> right. Um, According I, to Greg, 300 paces. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that what it would be more like was an illusion. Like you would step into the train, the windows would do something to make you feel like you're moving, and then you step out into a different land. Kind of like the living seas back in the days. Yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of what Terminator does with the oh. sort of changes the thing and Anyway, all right, so the rest of the news story is according to Universal official press release, the new area will bring to life some of the experiences and places found in and around London in the Harry Potter books and films, offering brand new adventures for fans and theme park guests. Um, it will feature shops, uh, a restaurant, and an innovative marquee attraction called Gringotts Bank. I can see that. I mean, in the movie and in the books, there's this whole, uh, there's like this. Um, little mine car that you go on to get to your vault in Gringotts, so it could be based around that. And then there's like the dragon escape, of course, in the in the movie. So it could be like a mine train. Well, you got to think they have to do something, you know, a big attraction back right. there to sort of bring the crowds back. All right, Kevin, looking you forward. Have to anything it. to add to that story? Your favorite movie ever? No. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited about that, and I'm. Interested to see how uh, Harry Potter fans, the diehard Harry Potter fans, react to if they're going to try to change some of the shops that are in Hogsmeade that were originally in Diagon Alley. I don't know how they're going to go about any of that, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll have I'll, to see. 
All I can say is if you're interested in it, they've kind of approached it the same way Disney did when New Fantasyland was being built. The walls are extremely low. So if you really want to see what they're doing, you Stand can on a easily trash see it. Um, if you want to see a lot go on Dragon Challenge, because it has a bird's eye view of every single thing that they're doing yeah. right now. And people have been doing it for months. Greg's so. suggestion is to trespass. It's not, <laughs> it's not trespassing. Universal, actually, that's pretty much how they handle everything. They want you to see what's going on. Yeah. They're not that big secret secret like Disney usually is. So yeah. that makes sense. All right. Our cool. next news story. Walt Disney World's unofficial gay days tradition is coming under fire from a conservative, conservative and notoriously anti-gay group. One Million Moms, a division of the American Family Association best known for threatening to boycott J.C. Penney after the retail chain hired Ellen DeGeneres as a spokesperson, now sets its sights on Walt Disney World in Orlando. Now, here is a quote. I just want to make sure I'm reading a quote when I say this. Okay. What is it? It's a quote from someone else. <laughs> so it's not you. It- this is not me. <laughs> the first Saturday in June, homosexuals, bisexuals, and transvestites will be at the Magic Kingdom with an agenda and purpose different than what would be expected at Disney. Members of the group write on their website. Homosexuals will be celebrating the 23rd anniversary of Gay Days wearing matching Gay Day merchandise such as t-shirts. There will also be transvestites dressed in drag showing their support for the event. Urging visitors to send an email to Disney's CEO and other officials, the post continues, quote, Disney has been irresponsible for far too long. Disney representatives and security need to maintain a family-friendly atmosphere and require proper conduct and dress code on a daily basis. Uh, This isn't the first time the annual event has faced criticism. Last year, the Florida Family Association vowed to protest the event by flying two planes carrying warning banners over the resort. Um... Interestingly enough, earlier this year, the Walt Disney World Resort made headlines by welcoming George Caligridis as its first openly gay president. Caligridis, who previously served as president of California's at Disneyland, reportedly plans on building a home in Golden Oaks, Disney new luxury division. And it goes on to say other really bad things that I don't even want to right. say. I can't even bring myself to read them. I've seen the planes. I remember that last June, seeing the planes. It's, it's ridiculous. Here's my opinion on it. It's a bunch of people in the parks wearing the same color T-shirt. Yeah. You know? That, that really is my opinion on it. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's an unofficial event. Um, I don't get why we're still, like, talking about it. That, to me, I've been the last how many years, and it's almost like a non-event in the parks. Maybe in the hotels or something but in the park i just i feel i could take my family i could take yeah. everybody there everybody's just having a good time they're enjoying right. magic kingdom this is a this is a this group is a perfect example of ignorance when you don't understand something yeah and you don't see something and you lash out against it you know when these people's minds will change when they have a child who's gay when yeah. there's someone in their family who's gay and goes through these things that's when people's minds change about yeah. Homosexuals. I don't. I'm not sure. There's a million of them. To be no, perfect, there's, 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 there's not one million moms. <laughs> no. And you saw how well their boycott of uh, Ellen DeGeneres and J.C. Penney worked out, right? Where are they going to buy their tough skin huskies or whatever they're called now? <laughs> uh, it's just. I think it's a big lot to do about nothing. I think yeah. it's people trying to bully other people. And if you don't want to go on gay days, don't go. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't go. However, it just shows you that. You know, there's ignorance everywhere. These are the people that are, were, you know, they're going to come down on the wrong side of history. Eventually, yeah. all of this is going to change. It's changed in my lifetime. For the first time ever, the, the majority of people believe that uh, same-sex marriage is a, an okay thing. It's, and I think it's just, most people are just tired of hearing about it. Shut up, sit down, and just do it. Right. And this is one of those things that... <laughs> There's a sound clip. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, sit down, and do it. And I, it's, you know, there's not a lot of research involved. Most transvestites are um, heterosexual. Uh, people who dress... Gay men who dress... Right. Cross-dressers. Uh, that's what a transvestite is. If you're a drag queen, you're a gay man who dresses up and imitates, uh, you know, does female impersonation. So the million, man, million moms don't really have their facts straight. I kind of think they're just a loud and obnoxious group who want to bully other people to think like they do. And I think yeah. the vast majority of people don't. So, there. 
I agree with John though. If you if you don't want to go, just if you I'm don't Kevin. want just well, no. When he said if oh, you don't okay. want to go, just go to just don't go to that park that day. Yeah, right. That's that's it. It's not like don't go to Walt Disney World. Just if you choose not to, just don't go to the Magic Kingdom. The bad day. The problem therein, though, is that because it's not official, Disney doesn't release that information. And if they don't know where to look for that information. Oh, Disney in in past years, Disney has had uh, catchers out in front of the park telling people before they went in. Right. So it's, you know, it's not announced, but there are people making steps. Uh, People stand there and make sure that guests are not wearing shirts that are inappropriate, Mm -hmm. that there's no inappropriate clothing going into the park. But that's every day. I mean, more so on gay days, I but I mean, days, yeah. but I mean, there are cast members who look to make sure there are people who get stopped for whatever they have on their T-shirt. Right. And if you walk in, you could see, you know, you could see anything in a park, and it's up to you then to turn around and leave. That's not up to Disney to say these people aren't welcome here. I think it's just this is just publicity for yeah. right. The, this is a group that has yeah. money behind it that has some right. lobbying power behind it and has taken out. Some They've already articles. been proven that nobody's right. listening to them. I mean, Ellen is still the spokeswoman for J.C. Penney's. Go, Ellen. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's funny commercials too because she's Ellen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And as if we haven't <laughs> had enough controversy today. Oh boy. That that Harry Potter one was really bad. Yeah, that, that was controversial. John, they're not close together. They're not close together. Did you know that? <laughs> they're not close together. <laughs> Quote, Craig Williams. <laughs> Craig. Craig he's stuck in his head. Oh, he's sad. He's sad. <laughs> he has walked it and counted it. <laughs> Man. All right. This is hot off the press. This is something that we came across this morning. So we kind of, I'm reading it right from the New York Post. Okay. So take it for what it is. Rich Manhattan moms hire handicapped tour guides so kids can cut lines at Walt Disney World. Some wealthy Manhattan moms have figured out a way to cut the long lines at Disney World by hiring disabled people to pose as family members so they and their kids can jump to the front. This is what the New York Post has learned. Um, The, quote, black market Disney guides run $130 per hour or $1,040 for an eight-hour day. Quote, my daughter waited one minute to get on It's a Small World. The other kids had to wait two and a half hours. (laughs) Both of those are a bit extreme, don't you think? Crowed one mom, who apparently can't tell time. Uh, (laughs) They hired a disabled guide group through a website called Dream Tours Florida. Quote, you can't go to Disney without a tour concierge, she sniffed. This is how the 1% does Disney. The woman said she hired a Dream Tours guy to escort her, her husband, and their one-year-old son and five-year-old daughter through the park in a motorized scooter with a handicapped sign on it. The group was sent straight to the auxiliary entrance at the front of each attraction. This is the story is saying this. Disney allows each guest who needs a wheelchair or motorized scooter to bring up to six guests to a, quote, more convenient entrance. Okay. And this just goes on and on and on. I mean, it's just so silly, but there's so many things wrong with this story. The 1%, is that how much of her brain she's using? <laughs> the hyperbole in this story is just ridiculous. It's just, it's so silly. And they, most of the rides don't have, yeah. most of the rides have been mainstreamed so that people in a wheelchair right. go through the same line. Here's the deal. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, this would be a little more accurate, but now with... Disney, especially when Disney uh, put in the Fast Pass uh, system, they they took a look at all their queue lines, um, and so you either have people that require assistance going through the exit or going through the Fast Pass line, and very very rarely does that really cut the time down because like you were saying uh earlier they're going to have to wait for special vehicles or right. th- things like that now there are there are still some attractions where you are you are going to be bumped ahead in line but most of them especially the ones that have been created within the last 10 or 15 years uh the standby line is completely accessible first of all i think it's wonderful that if someone uh who needs accessibility has decided to become a tour guide I think that's great. This is a this is a real company. I looked up their website, and they do provide vacations for people who are handicapped. They they uh, meet certain needs, special needs right. for them, and things like that. I don't know that they're doing this at Disney World. 
against the rules. I can't say that. But right. look at the website. They look like a legit company. Somebody said on the thread, there was a thread about it on the Diz, that this may be a legit, you know, like to be a tour guide, you have to be like sanctioned or approved by Disney to do this. And maybe there's something they're not doing quite right, but maybe Disney needs to like sit them down and just say, hey, if you're doing something like this, this is against... There are so many things as a travel agent we could tell or do for our clients that would be bending the rules. Mm-hmm. I would not jeopardize my company right. Right. to bend the rules in that manner. I can't imagine that these people are out there purposefully bending the rules. Right. I also like think, this. and again, I don't mean to you know, keep beating the same drum, but I pushed a wheelchair for a long time. Even if you are put at the front of the line, if you're at any show... Your seat's either way too close or way too far away. Mm-hmm. There are no handicapped accessible seatings in row 10 center. Right. You're all the way in the back or you're all the way up front. And anybody who thinks it's easier following someone in a scooter or a wheelchair really needs to try it. But don't you also think, I'm not saying this company, but don't you think that there are people out there that have tried to do something like this to get the clueless Disney guest that... They say, oh, hey, look, I can get you to the front of the line, and you don't know how that is? It's like people break the rules every day at Disney. They're going to find a loophole, and they're going to use it. They're going to exploit it. It's happening every day. It's probably happening right now. Yeah. You know, Disney's not going to ask you what your your issue is to go rent a wheelchair. I know. Exactly. So, you know, and you can't assume that that just because someone looks okay – that they are okay. I so think, people are going to exploit the rules. And, but I think and, Disney's done a really good job of, uh, as Dustin said, changing things. Yeah. It used to be front-of-line access. You got a guest assistance card, you went to the front of the line, and that was it. Now it's you have to wait in the regular line. And maybe that person can't stand or you know, the child can't be in that and line. And there are separate passes for that. Right. There are. The thing that I've, I put this up on my Facebook page before I sent it to the team this morning, and I think I before I came in here I had 40 some people comment and I was glad to see that pretty much everybody thought if somebody was doing this that wasn't right they're pretty much the scum of the earth yes so I said it's nice to see that everybody realizes you know that they deserve to have you know if you're you have the need for it go ahead get that guest assistance pass but if somebody's selling them or doing whatever I, I, right. I hope the sniffing one percent commenter is listens to our show, because she's then also the scum of the earth. Right. Yes, if she refers to herself as part of the one percent, it's just like you know enough. There's just it's just I, I find the the whole story. First of all, I find it really poorly written. Mm-hmm. I find it full of she refers to speed passes. Right. You know, you've got a tour guide who's supposedly a Disney expert, and they're going to get you a speed pass. Well, the fact that, that anybody would wait in line for two and a half hours to see it's a small world, go back fifteen minutes later, it'll be gone. I, I just think the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. In that, um, in the thread on the Diz, somebody had seen it on their news station in St. Louis, Missouri, and it was just as the little clip that I watched. It was just as poorly done as that article. Well, was. what happens is with the internet today, unfortunately, information gets out. And it can be considered news without it being verified because then yeah, it sort of scary. spreads out yeah. on the internet. Yeah. And you never know, you know, then it comes back to us and we go, oh, that wasn't really true. But I think that, I think the consensus is if this is happening, it's really crappy. Yeah. And even if it, even if it's just one person doing it, even if it's not like an epidemic or something, you know, it's still, it's worth mentioning. I, I, I just, it kind of sickens me to my stomach to think of somebody using a physical disability as an advantage to to sell something to somebody else, and, and I, it's it's just not the way I, I think that it should be. Especially People used Disney. to sell fast passes on eBay. People have sold guest assistant right. card on eBay. You know, it, I it happens. I, I hear what Dustin's saying. For I some too. reason, this goes even to more reprehensible behavior Mm -hmm. and that's why i I hope that this company isn't doing that that's why i hope that this company is legit and maybe it's the people working the system if that is true do you think disney will come out and say anything about this since it seems to you know i think everybody should send an email to the company their website's a lot viable send them an email and tell them how reprehensible you think this is my fear with this is um you know of course it needs to be exposed and people need to know about it but i fear those people who say oh 
that's a good idea. Maybe we yeah. should do that our next trip. And so now, you know, more people have been informed on how to get around the system. Mm-hmm. You know, th- more scummy people like this woman. So, you know, well, it I needs to be exposed at the how, same time. How I think, about even worse? I apologize. For how about even worse? How about then the backlash against people who really need this? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. There are people out there who think people in wheelchairs are taking advantage of the system anyway, or somebody in a scooter. They're always described as fat, lazy, or stupid. And I think yeah. to myself, all this is doing is harming them. You see right. these threads all the time about somebody comes up at the last minute and they get ahead of everybody waiting in line for the bus. And I think to myself, well, that's because the equipment is there. Or how about the child that appears to everybody else to look perfectly normal mm-hmm. and fine, mm-hmm. but has something that prevents them from being able to tolerate right. the noises and the crowd interaction, so they don't wait in line. This is going to make the judgmental that much more judgmental. Yeah. Well, is this, I mean, is the, can Disney, there, there's no way they can tighten this up because they can't ask if you yeah. need one, right? It's a, it's a slippery slope. Well, but, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dustin. Um, and, and if... if you know, if you see somebody as a Disney cast member, if you see somebody, you're working an attraction, you see somebody coming in with a wheelchair, you're not checking to see if they have a, a guest. Assist. You see somebody in a wheelchair, and you accommodate them. Right. You know, it, it's there's there's not you know 20 questions involved. And you, you know something, it's not worth taking that away from the people who yeah. actually right. know right. it right. No. to con- uh, to um, make room for the people who abuse it. Right. It's not worth taking that away. D- isn't there also a rule that Disney says you can't run a, your own business inside their park? Um, I mean, there. Are, I know there are like unofficial vendors that go into the parks all the time, sc- you know, scootle rentals and, and stuff like that. I don't know about actually providing yeah, but they're a not self-guided... they're them inside the park. Yeah, I'm not they're sure They're renting that. them outside. Well, I think that I can be said, too, for these tour groups is no one's transacting business in the park. They're just going about and people are following Right. Money has been money has been uh, handed over, but then you're just hanging out with someone for the day, you know, something like that. The, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of loopholes. But anyway, um, uh, you know, I don't think you know, except for the the people that might be viewing us for the first time and that are novice Disney fans, uh, I th- I don't think our audience needs to hear this, but there are ways to cheat the system legitimately. It's called Fast Pass. It's free for everybody. You mm-hmm. don't have to you don't have to go about all this stuff. So. Um, very good, very good. So hey, let's. Uh, karma's going to get you too. Uh, that's right. Let's move right along. All right, that's my last controversial yeah. news story. I'm done for today. <laughs> Any nap? Very good. Well, let's uh, let's move right along to uh, rapid fire. I'm going to get John to go first. All right. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Guess we'll have an opportunity to take a photo with a life-size rancor. Oh. At this year's Star Wars weekends, which is not what's in that photo. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Okay, she's been life size. That's what happens when Sean does the Star Wars slides. <laughs> oh, she's scary. Let's put her on the picture. <laughs> oh my <All> right. goodness! <laughs> looks like Hi. A, looks like a Oompa Loompa on yeah. steroids. Uh, if you don't know, Kevin, I don't. The Rancor is Jabba the Hutt's pet in Return of the Jedi. The replica. Wait, it's a fine line between don't know and don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it, but it looks insane. It's that thing yeah. that was in the bottom that tried to eat yeah, Luke it, Skywalker. Yeah. It's almost like a mix between like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a big lizard. It's it's huh. huge. The replica is often found at Star Wars fan events. It's 17 feet long and weighs more than 700 pounds. Wow. Here's some other geeky things going on at awesome. Star Wars weekends. Obi-Wan and Beyond. Stars James Arnold Taylor and is hosted each day of the event. Taylor will give a presentation on voice acting. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, though, there's a there's a video and and uh, Sean, I'm going to try to get this to you. There's a, a, a video online of James Arnold Taylor. He's he's one of the most talented voice actors I've, I've ever seen. That's one of my it's one of my hobbies. I, I I love doing voices and stuff like that. And there's a so I, you you laugh at this, but there, there's a really a really great video online of James Arnold, Arnold Taylor doing like 50 different voices. It, right. It's really do you want fun. me to watch it and learn how to do it? I, yes, I do. Milani, <laughs> <laughs> you have Wasn't to do it. Wasn't he the kid from the show Tool Time? No, that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT, oh, JTT for life. I oh, like God. it. This reminds me of the Friends episode where Joey told him let's smell the fart acting. I'm going to do voice acting lessons. All right, visit yeah. the mall will be offered on weekends one and two by Ray Park. Park will demonstrate his martial arts talent. An Ewok's Tale, My Short Story, will take place on weekends two and three by Warwick Davis. Oh, cool. Davis will team with 
the guests will learn about the actor's life. He, it's he's actually quite a good actor. Check out um, "Life's Too Short" by Ricky Gervais. He's he's in that. I like how Dustin defends everybody. <laughs> hey, I, I love Star Wars, and even though these even though these aren't the 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 main characters or anything, it's not. We're not seeing Han Solo or Princess Leia. You know, there's some cool stuff. And so we have, is this wench in the picture actually from Star Wars? It's, yes. It is some minuscule character from like Episode Two. It doesn't even matter. I don't. I don't know her name. I have her action figure somewhere still in the cellophane. <laughs> Was she one of the ones who danced for Jabba the Hutt? No. Well, she's that. that she's the same species. Okay. We're yeah. <laughs> She's same species. <laughs> she was just the most interesting person I saw in the photo gallery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for me. Thanks for helping me geek out, John. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. I'm going to have my picture taken with a rancor. <laughs> Mr. Close. All right, I have some interesting news. We are going, the Diz, the Diz exclusives. We are going to be doing three backstage magics All right. in 2014. Our dates are going to be February 17th through February 22nd, July 6th through July 11th. I do not want to hear one complaint from a teacher. (laughs) And December 14th through December 19th, three next year. The prices are the same for all three trips. An adult will be $25.79 based on double occupancy. A child will be $24.49. And a single will be thirty six oh nine, three thousand six hundred and nine, two thousand four hundred and forty nine for a child, and two thousand five hundred and seventy nine for an adult based on double occupancy. So these are our three Diz exclusive backstage magics. This information is we have the contracts, so this pricing doesn't apply to any other trip. We don't know what the pricing will be. Yeah. Read those dates again because if you're interested, send Kevin an email. Here's the deal. I have a great many people who have already uh Send emails that they're notified. I'm going to be notifying people in the order in which they send. I will send. Actually, I'm going to send them out all on the same day. And your email's not on the screen there, but it's it's Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. It is. And if you're interested in one of these trips, I'm not going to be able to book them until May 22nd for Adventure Insiders or May 23rd. Now, because this is a Diz exclusive group, once I have your email and you know we have everything set up, you're in, it, depending on when I get to book them. But if you would like to go on one of these trips, I'm going to do the dates one more is, time. Yeah, sure. I want to make sure people hear the dates and also contact you with the specific dates they want. February 17th through the 22nd, July 6th through the 11th, and December 14th through the 19th. Now, I do have another trip. Okay. We're going to be going to Ireland in May. Mm. This will be February, tw- excuse me, February, excuse me, May 24th through May 31st. Now, we picked those dates specifically because I believe May 24th, the start date is a Sunday. We figured you could travel on Saturday, get there on Sunday, and then the next day is Memorial Day. We picked this so people would only have to take four vacation days. Right. Kind of how the other dates worked out, too, because we thought about President's Week and the 4th of July. Right. And we tried to hook Christmas. these up where you wouldn't have to take too many vacation days. The Ireland trip on May 24th through May 31st, the price for adults is forty two eighty nine. Children are 4079 and a single is $5,999. We have a second European trip planned for September. We will be ta- uh, if we can work out the details. Don't there are some details, it. but don't say it yet. Don't say it yet, because we can't. If you're interested in going to Europe in September, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Ciao. where, these are the only ones we have actual contracts for, so the only ones we really can talk about. So if you're interested in these, send them to Kevin. We also got something cool as Disney Insiders. Yeah, we got a couple. You guys got them too. Was a package in the mail with a little card. Ah, yes. That talked about the new trips that are going to happen and that Disney insiders can book on May 22nd, a day before everybody else. And also there was a DVD in there for the sound of music as a hint as to what the new adventure (laughs) might be. Disney's really uh, adventures by Disney. They're really great at sending you these little things Mm -hmm. before they announce. Is the new trip going to be Rio de Janeiro? Yes. Uh, How'd you guess? The Von Trapps go to South America. (laughs) (laughs) Sao Paulo. Again, 
If you're interested in booking an adventure that's not one of these Diz exclusives, you can write to me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. And Dreams Unlimited Travel will be offering a booking discount again this year. So let me help you plan your trip. I'll tell you what, I'm excited about these these three uh, backstage magics. Uh, out, out of all the trips that we're getting ready to do, you know, Hawaii and, and Alaska, you guys have gone on so Everybody here at the table has gone on these uh, backstage magic trips. I'm just pumped to finally be a part of that and that'll be in three weeks i'm so excited they are a disney fan's dream yeah mm-hmm. and they really sure are. that's me and the pricing's pretty cool yep. it's 25.79 for an adult that's a pretty yeah. good deal so i'm excited and i can't wait to see everybody that's going to be on that trip in a couple weeks uh hey dustin so before yes. we move on i just want to let everybody know that's watching live that we know that the chat's not working i think it's an issue with live stream okay um, so it's nothing that we can control um, it's just an issue with live stream. So just thanks for watching, but we can't chat or anything. So <laughs> scream <laughs> as loud as you can. Maybe yeah, we'll you, hear can, you. you can tweet to us and we'll, we'll uh, see it. Well, right, that's too bad. To tweet me at Kevin L. Close dot, or at, at Kevin L. Close. I stop. <laughs> it's on the screen. <laughs> Easy for you to say. At Kevin L. Close. He's just fishing for followers. Yes, he is. That's me. That's, that's too bad. Okay. Sorry, Chatterati. Um, moving right along. Ms. Whirling. Mine is um, Disney is going to start doing the uh, Celebrate the Magic Castle Projection Show. It's going to start May 24th, they think. It's, if you've seen the magic memories in you on the castle where they, you know, the castle becomes like their palette for doing all kind of different yeah. things. This one, it's going to um, not use guest photos that were taken that day, that <laughs> never was that day, but it's going to... Um, Use, it's going to tell a story, and it's going to start out with Tinkerbell flying across Cinderella Castle, and she's illuminating a pencil sketch of Walt Disney painting Mickey Mouse. And wow. then Tinkerbell um, sprinkles some pixie dust, and the paintbrush comes to life, and they're going to have different, I guess, paintings up on the castle. The show is just awesome. It is. Now, are they talking about the, the actual Tinkerbell or something projected onto the castle? It just says the show begins with, with Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell flying okay. around Cinderella Castle. So okay. I would think she's the... So they won't they use photos of... They're not using guest photos. No. It's all... Have you guys had a chance to preview this? No. No. Okay, because you said it was awesome. I thought maybe you guys had a chance to well, see well, it. Well, this is Magic the Memories. And okay. This is just an update for the summer yeah. version of it. Oh, and and in the winter time, the holiday season, the magic, the memories, and you show will come back, and it'll be the one where they have the peppermint candy canes right. on the castle and things like that. So it's like they're always changing the show, and I like that because it's like you want to come back and see what they've done. And they'll start changing all the pictures of the little girls to look more like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> they'll change their figures. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, what they did last, I remember last summer uh, when it was still, it was the other show, um, you know, they, they change out certain scenes. That's a good thing about these projection shows. Uh, you know, they're very easy to update. So they would put in like a, a sandy beach scene and mm-hmm. uh, change the music during that particular segment of it. I, I love that they can do that with this show. So I'm excited for this. And, and it happens before Wishes. Right. So if you want to go see it, get there early. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. Mr. Martin. Uh, coming up at Velvet Sessions at Universal's Hard Rock, June 27th, the Little River Band will be playing. Awesome. And July 25th, Toad the Wet Sprocket, <laughs> which is uh, just kind of cool. Now, this happens at around 6.30 at Universal's Hard Rock. Uh, prices range from $29 online, $35 at the door, and you can get a VIP pass for 50 bucks. This includes uh, finger foods, uh, specialty drinks, and they have cash bars. So if you want an adult's night out away from Disney, Velvet Sessions. Now, that's right. not a picture of Velvet Sessions. That was... No. Well, that's the Hard Rock that's Cafe. That's Hard Rock Cafe. This is at yeah. the hotel. Right. I just right. want people to understand yeah, that yeah. that's not right. a picture of a yeah. yeah. So who's in charge of pictures this week? <laughs> it's that me. would be Sean. Have I ever been to the Hard Rock Hotel? No. <laughs> he, he, saw, he saw the one picture that said Hard Rock. That's fine. That's that's their venue and Do you restaurant. have a photo of Hard Rock Hotel I that do. I can use? It's All on right. my phone. You should yeah, send just it to me. Hold it up. It's <laughs> my screensaver. Okay. Yeah, this is at the hotel in the lobby. In the lobby. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. Thank you, Corey. Craig, what do you have for us? Um, oh, yeah. If you're not going to be... <laughs> oh, yeah. He forgot he had some. I, I Welcome to the forget. show, Craig. It's nice to be here. Um, if you're bored doing nothing on Saturday, make sure you are stuck around a phone, computer, some other type of device, because we are going to be live streaming from the first weekend of Star Wars weekends by us. I 
No, it'll be me. I don't know if anyone else is going <laughs> right. to join me, but um, yeah, you're on your own, Craig. Yeah, the, well, is that um, a ranker? No, that, that's a stormtrooper. Now, if if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed to our live stream, if you want to find out when Craig is going to be doing that on Saturday, uh, make sure you subscribe to live stream. That way, it'll send out a notification when he's about to go live. You can check out uh, the uh, the live stream that you're going to do from Star yeah. Wars weekends. Are Spe- you going to dress up, Craig? I'm not going to dress up, but. Um, Oh, wow. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> speaking, speaking of live stream, I just want to mention what a great job both you and Kathy did uh, last weekend at uh, the Merida Coronation. That, that was awesome. Craig did a, a live stream of the whole ceremony. Kathy was there taking a lot of photos. You put together a blog. Um, I was standing right next to Craig, but I should have been watching the live stream because where we were at, it was yeah. terrible to try to see it. So Yeah, it was, it was our most popular live stream ever. Um, it there just, were eight... I think 800 people in there at once watching it. Wow. It was Did you was dress up else. for that? Merida. I did dress up as Merida for that one. <laughs> yeah, I looked put on his wig. lovely. It was great. But um, <laughs> he slimmed his figure. Yeah. It looked lovely. If you haven't watched it yet, seriously, um, you can watch the entire full show on live stream. And then if you just want a little taste of it, you can go to YouTube. There's a nice little minute-long clip of it. The highlight. But and the, the URL for live stream, for the, those of you listening, it's livestream.com forward slash the Diz. Yeah. Right. It's very important, though, that you are subscribed to live stream for Star Wars weekends because I'm going to be alone for a lot of it. I'm not (laughs) going to have time to get on Facebook and post that I'm going live. So if you aren't subscribed, you're not going to get the notification that we're going live. This isn't a set schedule kind of thing. Uh, He's going to he's going to send out that notification and you'll have some you'll get the email saying, hey, guess what? We're going out. So, and then you'll also be lucky, and you'll get the notifications when we go live in Hawaii and Alaska right. or anywhere else. So, make sure you get on live stream. Is there a maximum number of people who can view our live stream? No, no. Hope eight hundred million wow. can do it. That's a lot. And we're close. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Almost there. Um, yeah. No, that that's going to be great. I can't wait to see that. Uh, Mr. Thompson, Jonathan. Thompson, All right. So my f- second favorite place in Disneyland, uh, the Wonderground Gallery, is having an event in July. What's your first favorite? Tudor Sam's. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, but then, so um, the Hipster Mickey Collection, which is a uh, collection of art by um, the artist Jared Maruyama. He um, does these whole series of Mickey Mouse portraits as a hipster so he's got glasses on his ipod um he usually has yeah scarves coffee all that stuff but <laughs> there's a new set coming out in july and they're having a big event on july 18th and it's 85 dollars. you can go there um from 7 to 10 and you can buy the art um you get pre-sale for the merchandise you can um meet him he'll sign the pieces for you oh cool and so yeah it seems like a cool event there's going to be a series of these so i think there's um every three months there'll be a new set of these um prints that he he releases so see i love wonderground gallery because they do so good with having the visiting artists it seems like every weekend there's another announcement saying that they have artists there um and and this is going to be recorded. this is one of my favorite line of pieces that I, I've seen there, the hipster Mickey. Those are really, really cool. Yeah, and it's such a cool space too. It's open yeah. and airy and these huge windows right outside. So. If I had the wall space in our house, I would I would have went nuts here. Absolutely. Yeah. But I know they'd just be stacking up on the floor <laughs> in my office or something. Right. Right. All right. Well thank you, Sean. I actually have a, a rapid fire to close out. Um, we do have details were just released for the new twenty thirteen food and wine festival this fall. Uh, celebrating its 18th year, the 2013 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will be held from September 27th through November 11th. Uh, all you need is your Epcot admission, whether it's your annual pass or your one-day pass to get in. No extra charge there, but of course you have to pay for the food and you'll ring up a tab, I'm sure. Uh, the Festival uh, Welcome Center features the wine shop, and you can purchase uh, a whole bunch of souvenirs there. There's marketplaces featuring food, wine, and beer, as usual, and the prices usually range from 4 to $8. Uh, this year's Food and Wine Festival will play host to seminars, tasting events, and sumptuous dinners overseen by top Disney chefs as Ooh. well as renowned guest mm, chefs. Sumptuous. <laughs> sumptuous donuts. Mm, donuts. <laughs> there will be one, uh, 1,200 beer and wine seminars scheduled with complimentary samples How many? throughout. 1,200 beer and wine seminars scheduled with complimentary, complimentary samples throughout this festival. So they're really jamming them in there. Wow. 1,200. 1,200 different 
ones. Well, not different ones. Uh, they you squeeze know, several a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some. One, yeah. one at two, one at 215, <laughs> one at 220. <laughs> they're just hand, they're just hand, Here's your seminar. Here, have free, right. free wine. wine. You, you learn how it tastes. Great. Just somebody with a bong, with a wine bong. <laughs> <laughs> the Franzia. <laughs> Turn it on. Uh, some of the new additions this year at the Food and Wine Festival, Scotland will make its mar- uh, marketplace debut with beers, meads, and scotch. Officials from Scotland uh, contacted Disney about participating after the popularity of the film Brave. So yet again, uh, Brave is working its way in there, so I'm sure they'll do something to incorporate that. Uh, Brazil is returning after taking a year off with an all-new menu. And one of my favorites from last year will be returning. It was new last year, Terra which was the vegan and vegetarian. Um, It looked very like Frank Lloyd Wright over there uh, by the promenade area. Uh, It's a very cool place. Bring on the meat. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had the the tofu chicken or whatever it was. It was fantastic. Trickin' chicken. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's what it was. It wasn't bad. I just gave me the real thing. Hawaii is going to return with their Kahlua pork slider, which is always good. And uh, celebrity chefs that will be in attendance this year. Um, let's see if you guys recognize all these famous names. All right, mm. uh, we have Warren Brown, Paula De Silva, Gail Gand, oh. <laughs> Jamie Dean, which oh, is him. related to Jimmy Dean. I don't know. No, no Paula Jamie Dean. Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Oh, okay. His son. His son. He's a hunk. It's different. He's good. Thank you, uh, son. Robert Irvine, Dean Max, yeah, Rock Harper. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jeff Anderson. Art Smith, this is a long list. Oh, Buddy Velastro, uh, Alan Susser, the Cake Boy, nice. Uh, Eric Landlord, awesome. <laughs> D- uh, Landlord, is, yes. <laughs> Dusky Estes, sweet. That's <laughs> interesting name. Uh, uh, John Stewart, wait, not not the John Stewart that you're thinking of. It's spelled differently. Uh, Donald Link, the Brian, Daily Show of Food, yeah, the Daily Show of Food. Brian Voltaggio and Emily Ellen. He was a winner on Top, Top Chef. Chef. Which Volta- one? Voltaggio. Okay. Very cool. So they're going to have some. And who was the last one? Uh, El- uh, Emily Ellen. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's some, some are bigger names than others, but, the, you know, they have this many celebrities. No wonder they're going to have 1,200 mm-hmm. seminars, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And again, the dates are uh, September 27th through November 11th. So that's pretty standard. I don't think they've expanded that at all. Um, that least, that last weekend is also Festival of the Masters. Oh, perfect! So, if you can make it for that week, that's just it's a great that's weekend bliss. To be here. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it uh, for rapid fire. We do have one last closing segment, and that is our very own three for two, developed by Mr. Craig Williams himself. Um, we're going to talk about three different topics for two minutes each. And we're going to figure out which one we like the best. And today we are doing park icons. Ah, so, so we're starting with Cinderella's castle thoughts, opinions, whatever. All icon. that starting. Okay, go. Oh, oh you went, oh, to, you went well, back. Sean, there, <gasps> there we go. go. Go, go, go. So Cinderella castle. You can never have too many photos of Cinderella oh, castle. Yeah. Huge. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. It's by far the biggest Disney castle. Um, though I think it rivals in size with Paris, but it, it's my favorite. It's just when you go down Main Street and you see that, it just dominates, and it's you, you can't beat it. It's it's memories. It's I would just, pay a nice amount to stay in the suite. Oh, yeah, would. I would too. Um, the first time we ever went was when it was the birthday cake. Oh, really? That everybody got so wound up about. So that's and your first experience. That was the first time I had ever seen it, and I'm like, I, I didn't know what else it was supposed to look like. And I thought it was pretty cool that they put that much detail into that. And then I don't know if you guys remember when Stitch came to Magic Kingdom and Stitch like vandalized. He vandalized Cinderella. toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. And they also at one point, I think it was like the 50th for Disneyland. They had all the bronze and gold. That was pretty yeah. ornaments on it. That was a, a little classier than the. Uh, do you remember the birthday bir- cake? I yeah, do. The what, pink birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pepto-Bismol, whatever it was. I fan. No. Yeah. Oh, I just got a text. Apparently, I was wrong. Pete says that the Paris castle is bigger. So, Well, see, he's not here, so too bad. Oh. <laughs> he's wrong. I was wrong. Well, when they did the, the Stitch one where he had vandalized the cat, I can yeah. just remember coming over on the um, monorail, and people were getting all upset that, oh, look, look at that. Oh, was, you well, know. And it, I thought it was pretty clever that Disney would like 
make fun of their castle. Yeah. But Katie, to this day, I think, is still traumatized by what they did. But I thought the detail of putting stuff down in the water and mm-hmm. the toilet paper, I thought that was genius. Well, that was right when Stitch's Great Escape came out. Mm-hmm. And, and they had an announcement in the monorail, too. It was like, Stitch's taking over. always hear the Paris Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Pete says the Paris Castle. You're not on camera. Oh. Kevin's afraid. <laughs> I'm a skirt. Okay. Well, that was the Cinderella Castle. That was our lovely cruise line sound effect at the end there. Um, moving right along, let's talk about Spaceship Earth. Go. Also fun to take photos of. Mm-hmm. One of the best rides to end with after you're tired all oh, day, yeah. just Spaceship Earth. It's uh, by far, you know, it has an attraction in it. It's the most useful icon of any of the parks. I was going to say that about Cinderella's castle. It's a shame that it's not, the inside's not utilized as much as yeah. I would like. Like Disneyland or Disneyland right. Paris. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we were talking about changes to the castle. You think about that, the wand and the 2000 mm-hmm. or, or then they changed it to Epcot when they did the 25th anniversary. I thought that was the perfect timing for them to take that thing down. Yeah. I, I, I know, I don't know who, who was anybody not happy about them taking that down. I just thought it was time for a change. I right. don't know that I was unhappy about yeah, I thought it. It was, it was great just, for a while. Yeah. It was time to take it down. And I knew I had taken too many pictures of spaceship earth because you could see where they had put little things up on the ball Mm-hmm. And it had like mildewed or it had changed color. And I can remember putting those pictures up and people go, oh, look, look. It's like that's how you can tell who goes and who looks and who cares. Because how many other people look at yeah. the ball to see what's changed? One, right? of the fa- one of my favorite photos is to try to do is to, um, you know, where you mo- position your hands in the front of the park. And it looks like you're holding the Epcot ball. Oh, <laughs> it's great. One of the, the great ball. things about the Spaceship Earth is if you're hot, stand underneath. It's like oh, a wind yes. tunnel. Yes. That wind, wind tunnel, tunnel will cool you right cool down. cool you right down. And all the water that comes down on the, the ball ends up in the That's the amazing. Lake. Yeah. The, the design of that is absolutely amazing. And it, it's one of my favorites. It's, and I'm glad, they, I'm glad they took the sign down because it just it, – it adds to that kind of that, – that futuristic, simplistic feel of Epcot and Interventions. I actually think they should put the plexiglass things back in the oh, fountain yeah. in front of the uh, Spaceship yes. Earth. That adds to that theme, too. Instead of the monoliths that well, have... No, in the fountain. There's nothing there now. Right. There used to be three uh, plexiglass... That, that had the old logo on it. Yeah, I remember those. Put it back. Yeah. They also need, you know, Rainbow Mickey to sing and dance. We had that spacesuit that had the rainbow on it. And wasn't Danny Kay there? Uh, Danny <laughs> Kay was, was probably there tap time. dancing he, with Bing Crosby. Yeah, yeah he was the know. opening number, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we're done with Spaceship Earth. And what, what did you do, what's the next one, Craig? Did you do, do Animal Kingdom or Studios? Um, I decided to do Animal Kingdom because I figured everyone would just hate on the hat for two minutes. <laughs> I, think I think that would be two and, minutes of hate, and, hat hating. I don't even think it would last two minutes. It would probably be 30 seconds and done. Yeah. So let's go with uh, Tree of Life. Or not. There, there it is. Go. Ooh, a night shot, too. Yeah. Tree of Life. Gotta love it. I think it's one of the most brilliant things in that entire park. No natural tree is ever that color, ever. Yeah. No. no. It's, it is, a, it's you, a pretty shade of turquoise. You can, you can see it going down 192, right. and, and it's mm-hmm. the bright green among, amongst all the dark that, green. That's how you know you're next to Animal Kingdom, is you see that, and you see the cell phone tower. Right. They wrapped in, like, Christmas tree garland. <laughs> and do you ever notice when it's windy, the leaves never move on the tree? I think the detail of the tree is amazing. Trying yeah. to f- I find a new animal every time I'm there, mm-hmm. whether I'm walking through Discovery Island or whatever. Yeah, and if, if you haven't done it, there's that pathway. Well, it's kind of closed right now because they're, they're still working. After that, the branch fell, they're still working on some of the canopies there. But there's that walkway where you can get really close. If you don't want to go through that, uh, go see It's Tough to Be a Bug, which is actually in the basement of the tree, and you can see a lot of the animals mm-hmm. there as well. What do you guys think of It's Tough to Be a Bug? Do you think that's kind of like a, a waste of space in, in the bottom of that tree? No, no, I like that cute. show, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I guess you know my opinion. I, I feel like. <laughs> what would you put there then? I, I don't know any any other show. I just I feel like, and I might get, I, I might be uh, hated upon for this, but Bugs Life is not particularly my favorite, and I feel like with that space they could do a better show. Hopper is th- one of the most advanced audio animatronics that they have. Yeah, 
So I think that was a cool showcase for that type of technology. And then that thing where they involve the audience, mm-hmm. kind of like Muppet Vision 3D. I think I have childhood trauma of the bugs scattering. Under, the yeah. Oh, really? I think that's where... But you don't stems. like loud noises either, so... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm scared. Keep the loud noises in 3D. Yes. <laughs> I'm scared. But no, the Tree of Life is absolutely beautiful. You can see it from everywhere in the park, and I think it's, it's one of the best park icons. I think we should chop it down and burn it. <laughs> Clear cut. Clear cut. <laughs> I think we should. Make a lot of houses out of that. All right. There we go. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> I love that sound. What happened to the one that was really obnoxious? Oh, the horn? I, I was forced to change it. It's like, <laughs> the, it's like the battle horn between the two ships. All right. Well, very cool. That was fun. Um, I guess that's going to do it for this uh, particular segment. Um, on the Diz Unplugged. I want to thank everybody for being here, joining us on live stream. Sorry for the, the, the chat problems, uh, but we hope you still had a great time watching it. And uh, make sure that if you are watching live that you stay tuned for Kevin Close's dining review of Ohana coming up next. Uh, thanks, everyone, and see you next time. Thanks for watching. You gotta, I've got to put the, you got to play that. Got to push the button. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Bye.